Happy New Year, Gemstones, and welcome back to Blurg. We've returned from Season 1, Episode 21, a.k.a. Hiatus, for the Uninformed. Don't worry, stick with us, you'll learn. We're refreshed and ready to dive back into the greatest show on Earth, 30 Rock. Today we're discussing Winter Madness, the 11th episode of Season 4, where Hijack Donaghy co-ops Liz and Pete's plan to escape the New York winter by sending the show to Boston for selfish sexual reasons. Ah, New Year's, same Jackie boy. Shit hits the fan when Liz invents Dale Snitterman, who is a pale, actual man, to act as a scapegoat. In other plot points, Tracy takes on the Founding Fathers, Sari and Kenneth get hitched, and Jenna is really rocking those ass farm threads, I gotta tell ya. Now, <laughs> let's all play Boggle till it boggles our mind and get in there, air, the, teeth, etc. <laughs> what is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week. Like a shock week. Morning, Kenneth. Good morning, Miss Lemon. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you. I've got winter madness. Let's do the right thing. What's going on? It's Lutz's turn to pick where we eat today. Oh, boy. Lutz, don't do this. That's my turn to pick. I'm the picker. Lutz, look at me. It's a long year. Think of the group. Subway. I know we're all tired and cranky, but we just got to get to the end of the season. And hey, who knows? Maybe some people won't be coming back next year. I don't care. Worth it. What'd you think of this episode? Great intro, by the way. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) From Bilal to the That will be playing at my service. Just to shame you. Oh my God, and I will be dancing in a bubble bath. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like there are a lot of things that just like super resonated to real world life that made this episode not feel like the escapism comedy that I usually lean on it for. We had like awkward Zoom encounters that were very pre-pandemic dating life. And then we have winter and sadness and staying at home and being on your computer and being super depressed and angry. And I was just like, okay. But there was still some funny moments and it's always great to see uh, that redheaded gem. Oh my God, Kenneth has the two funniest moments in the episode by far, didn't you think? With the sorry I snapped at you and the disparate attractiveness. (laughs) I wish that were my demeanor where I was like, how are you? Sorry, I snapped at you. <laughs> sail away, sail away, sail away. And our oh, companion please. podcast takes all over the place, which we also just resumed. A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gail was the song of the episode. And for some reason, it's where no go flow for this one. <laughs> She, like, lives in a castle alone with, like, 17 dogs. That is my dream cats. true. Is it dogs or cats? I fucking hope it's dogs. Same. Cat ladies Although, are weird. Dog my, ladies are cool. <laughs> Although I found in my Sim families of late, I've been having them have a lot of cats. And maybe I would like cats if I wasn't allergic to them. Just musings that I'm throwing out there for I apparently no one but myself. I'm afraid of dogs. I mean, cats. Oh, Enya does not own any pets of any kind. No one is permitted inside her castle other than the other two occupants, her music business partners, the Ryans. Well, now this is getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen 
accidentally a couple of Hoarders with Pets um, episodes. Whoa. Is that I a mean, show, Hoarders have... with Pets? Yeah, hundreds. And, like, cats just sitting on you and shitting on you. And... Oh, God. I know. Feel free to drown me if that happens to me by accident. Put me in the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You'll already you you'll already be drowning in the Orinoco flow of urine and feces at that point. There's nothing Just more let you me can go. do. <laughs> what do you think so, of the episode? Um, Kenneth was hilarious. <laughs> okay. And there's a couple of funny Lutz moments. Overall, it's kind of a downer. Yeah, like a Winter Madness, for- shockingly, wasn't just like an ode to joy. It's Julie, a chance for Julianne Moore and Alec Baldwin to do more Boston accents. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about those. I think they go in and out. They're like good and then they're not. Thank you. I was like, do I just hate Bostonians? Because that's a rough group to hate because they'll fight back. Um, but I think it's just there. It takes on the accents. That could be a little wishy-washy. <laughs> When the Bruins beat guys start beating up Jonathan and she just leaves him as he calls like a girl. That's pretty funny. Oh, no, Liz! And she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Poor Jonathan. Poor Jonathan. So yeah, still some laughs. I mean, I'm going to say this is not anywhere close to like a rewatchable for me, but lots of... Until we get to the chat and I rated a 97. <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere. I mean, you do you. You I have never done cats, anything else. Whatever you want. <laughs> So, so it opens with Jack and Liz. <laughs> He's like, good morning, Lemon. And she's super pissed because it's dark and freezing because it's January. And she didn't realize that a man was homeless because everyone's wearing bulky coats. And so she did a lot of heavy subway flirting before she came to that realization. Work is awful. Everyone's snippy and tense. You know, while the lack of sun makes people depressed, it's called seasonal affective disorder. She's like, oh, is that where the word sad comes from? <laughs> I think it does. Jack shuts her down, but I think she's onto something. And he's, he's like, you think sad is an acronym invented by psychologists? I mean, it is objectively an acronym invented by psychologists. That's just not the origin of the word. As far as we know, we haven't explored 80% of the oceans. <laughs> She's been stuck inside playing online boggle and it's messing with her head. Star, rats, art, stars. See, that was like the intro thing that I was trying to do. Just not as well, apparently. You were great. I think my brain is mushy. Sorry. So Jack gets a text from Nancy who says that she's in line behind the female Larry Bird. (laughs) There's a photo attached, obviously. Liz doesn't take affront to calling any woman the female Larry Bird. Instead is wondering why female Larry Bird has a guy when she doesn't. What am I doing wrong? And he's like, I'm telling Nancy I'm with the female Kevin McHale. Do you know what he looks like? Nothing like her. He looks like Frankenstein. He does look like Frankenstein, yeah. But he's very tall, has a huge-ass forehead, and does not look like Liz in any gender. No, not at all. And that's not nice. He is like a monster. (laughs) So that's not nice either. (laughs) I thought they were talking about the Kevin McHale that was an actor. Oh, I thought lead. you were talking about Kevin McHale when you said that he looked like Frankenstein. Because he also is a there's very, There's a basketball like, Frank- player that she just showed us named Kevin McHale, but there's also Artie from oh. Glee, the kid in the wheelchair, was played by Kevin McHale. Okay, homosexuals. So very- <laughs> Larry Bird is a basketball player, as is Kevin McHale. I'm they played Joel on the McHale. Boston Celtics together. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm pretty, 99.9% sure he's talking about... 
Kevin yeah. McHale. Yeah. Absolutely are. Because you I'm seem, thinking of Joel McHale, and that's a different name <laughs> <laughs> from Community. <laughs> you know, what can you do? My bad. I feel pretty confident that Julie's right. <laughs> now I'm finished with the flow. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Liz is like, so what's going on with you and Nancy anyway? Well, we're just friends. It's platonic. I have elaborate fantasies of her husband dying in a boat explosion. <laughs> but she's getting a divorce, right? Well, she hasn't mentioned it. It's not the sort of thing you discuss by text or email. Well, this is my stop. Stop. Pots. Tops. Ops. Post. Morning, Kenneth. See, she did it twice. And I did it once. And yet we understood what she was doing at the time. So Kenneth speaks in his normal tone, um, not deviating from his cheeriness at all, and says, Good morning, Miss Lemon. And then recants and is like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to snap at you. I've got winter madness. <laughs> mm. What a gem. So now we're in a very tense moment in the writer's room because it's Lutz's turn to pick lunch. <laughs> so Frank's like, Lutz, do the right thing. Liz doesn't know what's going on, quickly realizes the situation and how dire it is, and leans in and is like, oh boy, Lutz, don't do this. But it's my turn to pick. I'm the picker. <laughs> Let's look at me. It's a long year. Think of the group. Wait, so is he picking for the entire year? Or just this, is this one meal choice going to set off their entire year? They're not doing great. It's his one time that he gets to pick. For the whole it's year. A- it's the first show back. Okay, he's setting the stage wrongly. With Subway. Oh, God. And then something flies past Lutz's head and everyone's like, no, <laughs> no. This is like, calm down. <laughs> Did you know that in Ireland, they can't legally call Subway bread bread because it has too much sugar in it? Little fact. Did you know that in America, we have 37,000 grocery stores and 450,000 fast food restaurants? I didn't know. Going to die. Well, at least there'll be some food left for us because that stuff doesn't spoil. No, you're cut off. <laughs> Take a lap. <laughs> where would we go? Enya won't even let us in. I don't know. I went to a place where hustle and flow became hustle and Orinoco flow, and I'm uh-huh. kind of enjoying my time there. <laughs> you should see how smugly pleased with himself he is in this moment. I'm He's like, <laughs> well, I'm thinking about how beautiful that would be if you got like Terrence Howard and 50 Cent and Enya. <laughs> That's a threesome I would like to watch. I mean, this, that's the way to do it, right? One horrendous earworm, make billions of dollars, and then just go live by yourself in a castle. So this is like, well, guys, Still calm down. No I know we're all <laughs> tired and cranky, but we've just got to get to the end of the season. And who knows? Maybe some people won't be coming back next year. Let's like, I don't care. It's worth it. So we're in Jack's office where he is Skyping, I think, because this is before Zoom changed the game and took over Skype's like 20-year lead on the market. And so Jack and Nancy are having a little moment, and Nancy's cutting in and out, to which Jack super offensively says, Jonathan, why do I have an Indian assistant if my computer is always... He doesn't get to finish, thankfully, but the worst was already said. I'm messing with you, Jack. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, buddy. And then he freezes himself. Does that not take you back to the beginning of the pandemic when you were just, like, Zoom calling with people trying to entertain some semblance of sanity? Earlier today, I was on a Zoom call with someone that froze. It brings me back to earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) So they're trying to figure out a time to get together. She's coming to New York on June 5th. 
And he's like, oh, that's what my Harvard Business School reunion is, blah, 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 blah. So Nancy leaves, resigned to her fate, which is scraping the icicles off the gutters because evidently squirrels are getting impaled by them, and she's tired of waking up to a porch full of dead squirrels. Who isn't? <laughs> which like, just makes God, I'm boss. He reminisces so hard and is like, ah, oh, what a time. Liz, filled with pep and excitement, is like, I have an idea, something to boost morale. Pete, no. I listened to you when he wanted to take the staff to that R-rated hypnotist, and that sucked. He was pretty bad. <laughs> Nutmeg. At which point Liz starts to pull up her entire blast. No, no, no. Rodeo, rodeo, rodeo. <laughs> I love that. I know. It means absolutely nothing, but it was like a hilarious little interlude. Uh, Pete's like, if we do it on the cheap, double up rooms. Think about it, Liz. Florida. I can rent a convertible. You can complain about the heat with elderly people. We all have dreams. Maybe a nice warm pot of Gatorade on the stove. Was that Aaron from The Office? No, when he go when they go down to visit his mom and she's with her lesbian lover, she's like, oh, I have a nice right, pot right, of Gatorade. That's right. Or <laughs> sauce or something. She's heating up some Gatorade or something. <laughs> so Liz gets ready to sell this to Jack um, with one of the most stunning performances either of us have ever seen. Cross-promotional, deal mechanics, revenue streams, jargon, synergy. That's the best presentation I've ever seen. Get started right away. <laughs> One thing, instead of Miami, make it Boston. Pete's like, but I bought a parrot shirt. <laughs> Have we had the, like, Margaritaville knockoff people yet? No. Where Jenna was going to... Okay, that comes later, where <sighs> the entire election hinges on fucking Jenna. So And the un- unwind Julax people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz is in the writer's room, and she's trying to pitch this, spin it trying not to have whatever was thrown at Lutz thrown at her, and is like, woo, okay, exciting news, guys. It very much has the energy when she was at the Sigma conference and was coming on. I was like, wasn't that a great Jack Donaghy impression? Anyway, she's like, this week, TGS is going on the road. But she says it like Oprah when she's like, TGS is going on the road. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. God, <laughs> you're so in that sense. Like Oprah, you get a car. <laughs> And the, Danny's like, the rumor is it's Miami. Is it Miami? Close. It's a city with an NBA team. And even though Will Smith never wrote any raps about it, the poet Robert Lowell lived there. Okay, we're going to Boston. No one's happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they all have different reasonings behind why Boston is terrible. Jenna appropriately says it's freezing. Frank is like, their bars close at two. How's it going to be fun? Then Twofer uh, is like, you know, I went to, went to college in Boston. Well, not in Boston, but nearby. No, no, not Tufts. Shut up. It's 14 oh, degrees up there. How's that supposed to make us feel better? Harvard. And Chiefford yells out, Harvard. <laughs> Douche. Uh, this is one of my favorite lines. I love, I mean, <laughs> Liz is like, you've been told to shut up. <laughs> Come on, silver lining. It's a fun vacation on the show's dime. Pete chimes in with uh, FYI, to pay for this vacation, we need to cut some corners, so we'll be doubling up rooms, and we are going by bus. Also, there is no SpectraVision or internet in the hotel, so <laughs> plan ahead, gentlemen, porn-wise. I feel like also Sue. Sue would definitely be someone definitely. who would bring an entire <laughs> carry-on bag. Well, I guess you don't need that for a bus, full of just, like, vintage German pornography. Liz, my sister from another mother, gives a look of disgust after the porn conversation. Can you not hack it for one weekend? I mean, come on. Now Lutz is desperate and says to Frank, did, did Pete just say we're doubling up on rooms? He's like, did he? Oh, this is the worst. It's like, what if you and I room together? 
And this is the great part. <laughs> you do it. You can be frank. Frank's like, oh, no, Tufer and I already talked about it. You can't have already talked about it. You said you didn't even know about it. You think I like sharing a room with Tufer? Dude is still playing that Obama song. And, yeah, I know you're standing there. Hey, fellas, we're getting Tracy's own room to DocGrizzin.com, so I'm assuming you two will pair up. There's some tension afoot. Doc.com's like, why would you just assume we would room together? Why would he assume we wouldn't? I don't know. Maybe because one of us still hasn't read the other screenplay. I read it. I just didn't like it. Burn! Oh, oh so my sad. God. That is scalding third-degree skin transplant type of grafting shit. That's rude. Am I being Liz right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm super enthused and methed up on what? Oprah. On the road! So Jenna and her inner 22-year-old are like, hey, Siri, I thought you and I could be roommates. Go out, meet guys, share clothes like twinsies. What size are you? She's just setting herself up for disappointment there. That's <laughs> rude of her. Well, usually designers just make clothes for me, but when I do buy stuff, I'm a child's medium. <laughs> well, I only wear designer labels. These are Jamie Foxx for Ass Farm. <laughs> <laughs> but Siri says, I can't room with you. Sue and I already talked about it. And Jenna's like, why? You know, Sue says stuff about you behind your back. Wait, she always says stuff to me about you. Wait, what? I was making my thing up. You bitch. Sue chimes in with, uh, would you tell her you Von Druk? Von Druk is a curse word, meaning a stupid person. One who acts like a dumbass or does something stupid. Nice. <laughs> Tracy's like, Liz Lemon, I can't go to Boston. Because he gets in trouble on the road. So then we shift to him performing in Cleveland. A dude heckles him and says, you suck. To which Tracy responds, I suck. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sucks. Boo! The road is a minefield, LL. All those angry junks and new temptations. Sorry, I think I got drunk in that moment just by reading the words. <laughs> She's Got a like, contact yeah. drunk. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The Boston thing is Jack's idea. That stupid Irish piece of, oh boy. Boston is not going to go well. Your Tracy is really coming far. You know, I just imagine, you know that gif of that old, I can't. This I'm just going to end it while I'm still behind. <laughs> so there's three guys beating up, we can't tell who. And Liz comes in, she's like, hey, leave him alone, stop it. Twitch Kenneth emerges from the scrum and is like, Miss Lemon, these gentlemen are the writers for the Bruins Beat, whose offices we'll be sharing. They're all named Sean, they are mean, and I hate it here. Is <laughs> <laughs> that one of the lines you were talking about? Because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jack McBrayer makes the most interesting choices. Anyone else that could have been like sort of funny, he was fucking hilarious. Have you seen him on Nailed It, a show that I've recently started watching? Had no idea it was that funny. He's cute, and it makes it enjoyable. Is he one of the judges? No, he's a contestant. <laughs> I am a huge Nicole Byer fan. Uh -huh. I cannot get through Nailed It. You've never said a nice word about her for someone who... <laughs> I listen to like 37 of her podcasts. Will you say that she's very annoying and vulgar and sexual for no reason? <laughs> Roll I mean, back the I... tapes. <laughs> oh, I got it. Hold on. Here it is. No. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> How have we not listened to the whole song? <laughs> no, we didn't even get to the good part. Anyway. I don't think there is a good part anymore. <laughs> I am a big fan of Nicole Meyer. 
she is more sexual than I can handle. When when Trixie and Monet do her makeup, hilarious. I'm totally rooting for her. She's funny on The Good Place. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> I'm not putting you in a box. You put yourself in a box. Let me give you some advice on uniting a divided people. Find a common enemy. A common enemy. For example, what keeps people polite on airplanes? A shared hatred of the CBS sitcoms they're forced to watch. No, I understand the concept, because with these dummies, the common enemy is always me. I'm sick of it. I'm not going to be the bad guy this time. Then find someone else. I recommend Lutz. Why do I always want to choke that guy? You just do. But that is not my interrupting. Of course not. <gasps> oh. Oh. You're not a part of this list. So Jonathan shows up after Kenneth's beating and is like, Liz, Mr. Donahue would like to see you in his office. She's like, what? What? Boys come on in and now they start beating up Jonathan. He's like, Liz, <laughs> oh my God! She just walks the fuck away. I wrote, she leaves Jonathan to be devoured by the Bruins beat guys. Sort of like on <laughs> yellow jackets. Sorry, Travis. Uh, poor Travis. So we're in Jack's new office, which looks nearly identical to the one that he has in New York. He's confused that Liz would not be using an office replication service like him. This is like, is it identical? Not quite. Seven items are different. See if you can spot which ones. <laughs> the camera pans out. Did you spot him? I didn't look. No. <laughs> Her face was adorable. That's all I really cared about. It reminded me of that Verizon wireless thing with uh, when he was dating Cece. And was like, oh, man, these Verizon wireless phones are just so good. Everyone has them. Can we, Can we have our now? money now? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers that, even Enya. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so Jack's getting down to business. How's the show looking for Friday? Like, it may not happen, actually. Well, that will really disappoint your key demographic of drunken 11-year-olds. Look, I know for you this is all a way to meet married ladies, but it is my job. Let me give you some advice on uniting a divided people. Find a common enemy. Common enemy. Hmm. For example, what keeps people polite on airplanes? Well, nothing anymore, Jack Donaghy. <laughs> a shared hatred of the CBS sitcoms they're forced to watch. Yeah, no, I understand the concept. Because with these dummies, the common enemy is always me. And I'm sick of it. I'm not going to be the bad guy this time. And find someone else. I recommend Lutz. Why do I always want to choke that guy? You just, you just do. But that's not mine. Nancy walks in. Am I interrupting? And then just like he's like, no, of course not. Basically pushing Liz out of the entire way. So they lean in like they might kiss, and then Liz leans in with them, and Nancy's like, you're not a part of this, Liz. <laughs> he's like, why didn't you tell me you were coming up here? I want it to be a surprise. I hope that you and, of course, Mark will come to the show on Friday. I can't believe I'm in the same building. <laughs> That's so good. Come on, give me a tour. Oh, actually, I'm going to tag along. I still haven't had a formal tour of the facility. Jack's like, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to stay here. She runs uh, into one of the Shans who's like, why the long face? Your boss there making your life miserable? It's complicated, Sean. I know what it's like. I'm head right over Bruinsby trying to have it all. It's wicked hard. Not bad. Thank you. <laughs> so now I had a beer before I came on. Yes. <laughs> so now they're on the set of the news theme. She's like, is this where they do the news? Small, isn't it? I found that news anchors and breasts are always smaller than they look on TV. You can try it. 
I feel like Chuck Curtis and Natalie Jacobson. Tonight's top story: a Worcester man accused of trading his foster sons for gasoline. And later in the hour, ten tips on how to make a cat's birthday go from perfect. Wait. And later in the hour, ten tips on how to make a cat's birthday go perfectly. Back to you, Nat. Nancy, Nancy bursts into tears. Ah. Nancy, find out that are Mark you okay? Left. She's not. Mark left yesterday. He took a job in New Orleans. What, what about his roofing company? Well, apparently, let me tell you, Julie, Brad Pitt and Sharon Stone did a crap job rebuilding those Katrina homes. Mark thinks that he can make a fortune down there. But the real reason he left, he wants to force me to be the one to ask for the divorce. I think it goes, apparently, Brad Pitt and Sharon <laughs> Stone did a crap job rebuilding those Katrina homes. finished. <laughs> He's like, so you guys are having problems? I'm sorry. He's not sorry. Do, 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 do. Oh, Jack, it's a mess. Suddenly, has his own bank account. We've had our house on the market for a year, and neither one of us know what to do about the dog. Because we both hate it. <laughs> Have you talked about divorce? Yeah, we talked to Dr. Phil, and then we made a collage in our dream journals. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know how it is up here. People don't talk. They just run off to New Orleans and jump on that BS Saints wagon. Go Pats. Go Pats. <laughs> oh, Donovan, I hate seeing you like this. Well, I got to get going. I got an open house tomorrow, and Mark was supposed to shovel the walk and salt the carport. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely understand you. <laughs> the let to me help all here. What's the fucking carport? It's a, just a way to get her to say something super Boston-y. The carport. What I know through your thick, thick accent you couldn't tell, but... What's well, I gotta get going. I've no got one an tell open me what house tomorrow, is. and Mark was supposed to shovel the walk and salt the carport. It's like the carport. It looks like this. You put your car underneath it. It doesn't have any walls, but it keeps it from getting snowed on and rained on. A garage? No. No it's walls. cheaper than a garage. It's a tent. It's like a... It's a uh, aluminum tent. <laughs> yeah. A roof. It's like a roof on sticks. Think of a tent, like <laughs> for w- a wedding party. I would rather not. And think of it being made out of aluminum siding. <laughs> no, I got it. This was just my punishment for not Here's telling you right away. Party. So, uh, <laughs> she's like, do you know how to rewire a doorbell? So now she's Fran Fine. As opposed to your fucking accent? I didn't even attempt it. At least it. I'm trying. At least I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> Am I Mark? <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, I don't know. If you can... I do if you can resuscitate an electrocuted person. She's like, can you wire the doorbell to the dog? Hey. Hilarious. So we're back in the Boston writer's room, and Pete's declaring lunch. Frank's pissed at someone who keeps correcting his spelling. Pete's like, we're back in three, to which Liz is like, no, 3.30. Enjoy the town, everyone. You're welcome. Now, who would like to join me on a morale-boosting tour of Boston's historic Freedom Trail? Boston's iconic 2.5-mile Freedom Trail <laughs> connects 16 nationally significant historic sites, each one with an authentic treasure. Ah. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Kenneth, being a smartass, is like, "Oh, I would int burn." <laughs> Why don't you come on the Freedom Tracy. Trail with me, Tracy? It's an educational walking trail. Perfect, like a cat birthday. How can I possibly get in trouble on a walking trail? Smash cut to. <laughs> 
So Madison Hawthorne and some other uh, constitutional originalists are... That man's name is Madison Hawthorne. I will not respect him by saying his name correctly. <laughs> Refuse. Are talking about how these founding fathers would be outraged by the current America. They'd just be like, what are those like devices in your hand? That's my hot take. <laughs> nice. So Kevin Meany is playing John Hancock. Who's he, Julie? He was a, he's a comedian who unfortunately died of a heart attack when he was 60. But he was funny in the 90s for sure. Uh, and Tracy's like, you lying white devil. <laughs> the only people you set free were rich white dudes like yourself. I think my good friend and supervisor, Paul Revere, can address that. I'm out, Kenny. Hey, you know what? We're going to go, says Liz. Man, no. Most dudes that signed the Declaration of Independence own slaves. What about you, John Hancock? Well, technically, I just inherited my slaves. I knew it. For a dude that has the most hilarious last name I've ever heard, you, you could blow. You could blow on his you Hancock? Blow. Hey. <laughs> we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on Mars. <laughs> Almost a Malcolm X quote. Almost. <laughs> so they're at Nancy's house, which is lovely, I guess. Um, I would rather see the carport, just to understand what the fuck that is. And Jack's <laughs> like, all right, give the doorbell a try. <laughs> and so it rings, but also the lights flicker in the whole house. It's not a great. He's like, uh, I have many other valuable skills. He starts going down on her. <laughs> not in my version. <laughs> She's like, it'll be the new owner's problem, just like the water heater and the ghost. What's well, a buyer's market right now? I think it'll turn in, turn out, turn out. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> Bright eyes. Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then I get a little something in the house. That was a mistake also. <laughs> She's like, uh... Jack's like, well, it's a buyer's market right now. I think it'll turn around in the next year or so. Nice. Oh, I can't wait that there long. I got to sell this place if I want to get divorced. What do you mean? <laughs> well, there's no money, Jack. If I can get some cash out of this place, then I can start a new life. Buy a condo in Marina Bay. Marina Bay is a mixed-use development neighborhood of condominiums, commercial, and entertainment <laughs> facilities in Quincy, Massachusetts. Hey. <laughs> It includes five housing complex and one assisted living community. For me. Enjoy. So you need to sell this house to get divorced. Basically. Basically. You're looking for you're a looking country at, estate in Waltham. Ding dong. <laughs> there it is. See? So Jenna's pissed. She's like talking a lot. She's like, why do you even get to pick lunch again? Because it's my birthday and thanks for remembering. I'm 95. It's kind of a big deal. 45. Similar. The actor's actual birthday is April 23rd, <laughs> 1973. Nice. Thank you. Danny says a lie because so he's like, still around and is like, who orders food from a gas station? The show by me has good hot dogs. Guys, 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 come on. Liz is here to set the record straight. We're all in this together. Shut up, Liz. This is your fault. Frank's hat says delete. <laughs> it's not my fault. I tried to do something nice. It was Jack. Sure. Find a scapegoat, just like John Hancock did with the good King George. Jack made us come to Boston. <laughs> this isn't about Boston. <laughs> Boston was just the match that lit the powder keg, <laughs> like the triage defense at Lexington and Concord. 
That's right. We're sick of the long hours, the crappy food, sharing offices with the one black guy in New York who sucks. Getting stuck with new cast members who don't even hit on us once. Stop trying to send me dirty text messages to my landline, Jenna. Oh, poor Danny. And then Kenneth says, and the winter. Oh, Lord, the winter. Really? You're blaming blaming me for winter? Well, we got to blame someone. Who's it going to be if it's not you? You want someone to blame? I'll give you someone to blame. Dale Snitterman. Pete's like, okay, I'm out. Dale Snitterman is the guy at NBC who makes all the decisions that make us unhappy. Snitterman is the one who canceled Taco Night in the Commissary. Snitterman is the one who okayed the cast photo where your hair looks green. Pointing at Jenna. He's the one who keeps rejecting your summer shorts for the pages idea. Kenneth, off. Sounds like one of King George's hated tax collectors. Exactly. This is like, exactly. Thank you, Tracy. You guys think I'm the bad guy? Fine. I don't care. But I fight for you every day. And if Snail Snitter, Snail Snitterman had his way, <laughs> this show would even, wouldn't even be well, on. While she's sobbing. That Von Druk. And all we can do to get back at him is put on the best damn show we can and not give him the satisfaction of turning on each other or me. I love you guys. <laughs> so You wanted to see the world's greatest manager? Jack says it's Kayawashi Kashima of uh, Honda here. No, it- he, was, he was the guy. Go ahead, what? No, it's me. I'm a genius. I made up a fake NBC executive and blamed everything that has ever gone wrong on him. The imaginary enemy, classic move, Lemon. The Salem Witch Trials, the Red Scare, global warming. <laughs> now that you've cleaned up your little mess, I need to borrow you and some of your people to go to an open house in Waltham for me. Charlie, what now? One of my faves. <laughs> Nancy spilled everything. Her husband left and they're getting divorced if she can find someone to buy their house. someone is you. I'm just going to be the money man. The transaction will be conducted by one of your staff who will be operating under the alter ego, Silas Marymount Peppercorn, <laughs> a name I came up with. <laughs> well, you know, you should have come to me for your fake name. My executive, Dale Snitterman. Jack's like, amazing lemon. Where do you come up well, with you this know, job? She sounds so much like me here. Well, you know, the creative process is always such a mystery. As Jack's leading her out, he's like, I just wish I could get inside the marvelous brain of yours. Oh, wait, I can't. There's a door that says Dale Snitterman. Okay, so in this instance, the creative process was that I saw that name, forgot that I saw it, and said it. So we're back at the tour, and John Hancock, Kevin Meany, is saying, Then in 1754, I graduated from university here in Boston. Well, not in Boston, but nearby. No, not Tufts. And that's why the Declaration (laughs) of Independence was signed. So 300 years later, Tufer could say the same thing. Don't listen to him. We fell for his lies 300 years ago. Don't let the slave-owning time traveler fool us again. (laughs) Tracy's wearing a shirt that says, Impeach George W. Ashington. Nice. And he's like, excuse me, John Hancock was a patriot. And then Tracy says very dangerously, the patriots are overrated. And then a guy on the street's like, hey, what'd you say about the patriots? I said they suck. Uh oh, here come the punches. This was all Smitterman's fault. <laughs> so now we're at Nancy Donovan's house. The doorbell rings. Are you here for the open house? Candace is there with Sari. Hello, we are here from a different town for the open house because we are interested in purchasing a house in this area. I'm Nancy, the owner. I am Silas Marymount Peppercorn, and this is my first wife, Veronica. <laughs> Veronica! <laughs> Veronica! Sri's <laughs> so like, it's nice to meet you. I'm British. <laughs> My wife and I have disparate levels of attractiveness because I am a successful inventor. 
Well, I got to be honest. I was wondering. Kind of nods <laughs> in his goon-like nod. Well, all right. It's a three-bedroom and a partially finished basement. Partially finished? I'll take it. So objectively, Kenneth did the better job here, looking at his cue cards, because um, he actually <laughs> adopted the name, which is great, but then made it pretty obvious when he was just immediately like, mm-hmm, mine. Who cares? So Frank busts in. He's wearing a hat that says Night Beast. He says, dudes, you're not going to believe this. Snitterman is here. So he was wandering around upstairs checking out the local cleaning lady talent because that is his um, demographic of choice. And he found that son of a bitch's office. He's in Boston? Frank's like, we should go up there and mess him up for all the crap he's put us through. Right, Liz? She doesn't even hesitate. She's like, let's get him. She's a goddamn <laughs> sociopath. I yes. fucking love it. So they're all like, yeah. So then they go up there and they bombard his office. <laughs> Jenna has the best and most efficient line. You little bitch. And Dale Smitterman's like, what? Look at you. You're just a suit. You're nobody. I don't even know why I was scared of this guy. Aww.com. And Snitterman's like, look, there must be some mistake. And Liz, insanity <laughs> piling on. Don't try to explain yourself, Snitterman. You don't talk. You don't talk at all. <laughs> and then Jenna, crazy pants, clears his whole desk with a big yell. Ah! And then, then Liz is like, uh-oh. I think he's really scared. We've done enough here. Frank is not into it. And then <laughs> encourages Lutz to truffle, truffle him, which is disturbing. Which is from the Goonies. Oh. Which you guys I've have never seen not it, seen no. still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So there's a really cute kid named Chunk in that movie, Aww. and they make him do the truffle shuffle. Aww. Gross. Is it just like when Lutz does it? Yeah, but it's a little kid. So he gets <laughs> kidnapped by the Fratellis, and they're like monster brother, and they are like, tell us everything, and he's just letting everything go, and he's like, and then, and this is the worst part. I pushed my sister down the stairs. It's fucking hilarious. You guys need to see the Goonies. <laughs> Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Martha Plimpton, Carrie Green, the little kid um, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Slick Shoes, um, this chubby little kid named Chunk, Sloth, oh, it's so good, the lady from Throw Mama from the Train, Cindy Lauper sings the theme song, good enough for you, it's good enough for me, Captain Lou Albano's in the video, where have you people been? I know you weren't born when the Goonies came out, but. I don't really think I can be blamed for that. No. Nor can we. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> you should have seen the Goonies. There's just no question. So we're truffle shuffling. <laughs> yeah, take that, Snitterman. That's what you get for making us lurk late tonight. Yeah, we're working late sites because of you. So we're back in the uh, Boston version of Jack's office, and he's inquiring about the open house. Well, somebody came actually for once. Nice young couple. We had last name, though. I'm sure your name is weird to them. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslighting. And he asks, is there any reason to open this uh, champagne? Did they make an offer? for it? No, they didn't. Really? Are you sure? <sighs> yeah, the house is never going to sell. I'm going to take it off the market and see what happens in a year or so. What about your plans? The condo? The store for pale teens? I can't run a store and make change for people. How about another open house? I bet someone offers cash. Not with that broken doorbell. We'll have it fixed. No, I had no offer, okay? For 10 grand over the asking. So what's the uh, problem? 
The problem is I've been married for 23 years. The dumb house was just an excuse to stay put. You know I'm not ready for a new life, Jack. Not ready, Nancy. We're 50. Yeah, and that's too old to rush into anything. <laughs> you know, you're not from here anymore. You know, down in New York, people are like, let's get divorced. You marry the butler and I'll get, oh, and I'll be a gay optimum. <laughs> <laughs> it's different here. People judge you. Who cares what people around here think? Your neighbors name their kid Belichick. Bill Belichick is a <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Of course you don't want to talk about it. You repressed Irish maniac. Don't want to talk about it. Hands over my ears. You must know that I have feelings. No, not talking. And I don't want to pressure you, but if you were divorced. Now let's go to Kelly's. <laughs> let's get some roast beef. Nancy, let me talk. I'll give you two words. Ten. Four. Final offer. I'll wait. <laughs> not forever. I'll try. Wicked hard. Aww. And it gets. There is a light in your eyes. In your eyes. Can someone turn that down? <laughs> so Jan, John Hancock shows up with a black friend. Crispus. Crispus. And he's like, Tracy, there you are. I want you to meet my fellow revolutionary and dear friend, Crispus Atticus. So you can see John Hancock has black friends. Uh huh. And when did you two meet? Well, I met at the Sons of Liberty gathering. Uh, when was that? Christmas, 1775? Really? So five years after Christmas Atticus was killed in the Boston Massacre? Run, Christmas! He's on to <laughs> us! Nice. And scene. I mean, that is the most accent work I think we've ever had to do. We did great. I don't know if I would say we did great, but it's I would okay. say I did great. You're right. It's, it it's over. It's so over Kenneth now. was a clear standout of this episode. Uh, he God. nailed every single line that was thrown for him. So funny. Tina wrote this one. You can tell. <laughs> How? Because it's, I don't know, not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's, it's just not, not great. It's not the best. Yeah. Let's go to the chat read it and see what you think. You guys ready? Ready. Yes. Send. Emma giving it the low 84. I went with a medium 87 and Nick 89. Like he's almost going to rewatch it. <laughs> but not going to. Oh, still funny. Still great. Still funnier than all the other B-rated shows that you watch. Next week, <laughs> Verna is coming to town. Oh, thank God. Verna's super fun. You should probably get working on that accent now. So maybe by next week, <laughs> you'll have that Jan Hooks down pat. All right, well, it's a new year. Same old us, same old show. Uh, if you want to hear other things that we have to say besides about this show, we didn't do any accent work in our other podcast. We've got our takes all over the place, which this, this week was really a hot one. We had some hot takes. <laughs> Novak Djokovic. <sighs> That's all. Plus yellow jackets and station also 11. Anyway, sure. check us out on Instagram. DM us at any time. Let us know what you think of Nick's accent work. <laughs> Um, we'd love to hear about it. So we've got a blurg, um, Instagram and takespod.com. So we hope you have a great week. Hope you got a couple good laughs in. Also feel free to work on your Nancy Donovan. <laughs> I will work on my Verna. Cause that's a weird accent that James has. Yeah. And I'll just take one boob out of my bra so that I can feel like what it's like to have one <laughs> boob done. Please do. Everybody have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>
Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> it's like pulling fucking teeth. Are we done talking? My God. Have a great week. I wonder what she's going to say next. Nothing. She's going to wait for us to say goodbye. And it's going to take too long. And her eyes are going to roll back in her head. She's going to be really upset. They're going to have ruined my good time. Have a good week. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.